on today's Locked On Texan podcast, how Damian Pierce fares against other top rookie backs in Texan franchise history. Pep Hamilton has spoken very highly of John Mechie. What does that actually mean for this offense coming up this season? Guys, I can't wait to talk Texans, Cody. Let's bring him in right. You are Locked On Texans, your daily podcast on the Houston Texans. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome, everybody, to a Tuesday edition of the Locked On Texan Podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm John Hickman. Of course, this is Cody Davis, who just got back from Summer League covering for the Houston Rockets. Terry Easton out there was looking like he may be the starter for the Rockets by game 15, huh? Maybe 10. I don't want to say all that. He looked good. But I would say there was a moment where I was thinking to myself, is he the best Rockets rookie? And let me just say this. And, of course, please go check out my guy, JT Jackson, Locked on Rockets, for all your analysis. Or you can just check out my work over at Sports Illustrated. However, I do want to say this. I do understand Jabari Smith Jr. He's been looking kind of rough on the offensive end. But I've watched this guy for about four or five days over the last week in practice. Whenever this guy finds his rhythm on the offensive side of the ball, it's going to be nice for that young man. And I like his the work he already putting in on defense. Oh my gosh! I love that effort on defense, and you and you gotta really, you gotta love the energy right now for the city of Houston. Look, last two Mm -hmm. years, no playoff experiences. Last two years, superstar players wanting to get out. Now (laughs) this year, what do you do? Well, last year you go out and draft Jalen Green. Last year you go out and draft possibly your franchise quarterback for the next couple of years in Davis mm-hmm. Mills, Brevin Jordan, Nico Collins. And so for Houston Texans, not as hype as the Houston Rockets last season. They got Jalen Green and they had a great draft. <laughs> this year, the hype surrounding both franchises, the Texans going with Derek Stingley Jr. I mean, Derek Stingley uh, yeah, Jr. with the third overall pick, getting John Metchie, getting Kenyon Green, getting Christian Harrison. Like, they nailed it in the draft. In terms of paper, a couple of months later, there you go with the Houston Rockets. They <laughs> nailed it in the draft in terms of the paper. A lot of reason to be excited about rookies right now, but the Houston Texans have a rookie running back, mm-hmm. Damian Pierce, who personally I had an opportunity to speak with this young man on and off camera. Off camera was such fun. But right now, and you guys know me. If you don't know me, follow me on Twitter at John underscore Hickman 12. Interact. I'm always scrolling through Texans Twitter streets. And there is a lot of expectations and hype surrounding Damian Pearson. I want to talk about how does he actually fare against other rookie running backs in Texans franchise history. Now, before we dive into it, let me remind you that Arian Foster was not a rookie <laughs> running back. When the Texans found him, he went undrafted, and he had uh, – I want to say he had been in the league a year prior to when he actually kind of had a couple of breakout games. But uh, starting with the worst to the best, Alfred blew his rookie year, 528 yards, two touchdowns, 131 receiving yards, one touchdown. Jonathan Wells, drafted in 2002. You guys may not remember that. That was 20 mm. years ago. 529 yards, three touchdowns, 48 receiving yards. Dominique Williams, some of y'all may know him as Dominique Davis, his rookie year, 
1,031 yards, eight touchdowns, 351 receiving yards. And the best of it all, a name that you guys, I'm sure you may scratch your head and say, I do remember him playing for Houston until he lost a lot of weight. <laughs> well, gained a lot of weight. He gained a lot of weight. Steve Slayton, man, I thought he was going to be the future. He rushed for over 1,200 yards, 1,282 rushing yards, nine TDs, 377 receiving yards, one touchdowns, and Co- one touchdown, excuse me. And Cody, what is the realistic expectation for Damian Pierce entering his rookie season? Now, before you answer, there's a couple of questions that we have to ask ourselves. Is he a day one starter? Now, you guys at home watching the show, listening to the show, you answered that. And how many snaps played and carries early in the season will he get? Like the first six games, that matters as well. Pierce's numbers, uh, I I think when you look at how he begins the season, may affect his numbers towards the end of the season. Pierce is a running back that made every snap and carry count during his time at Florida, but also – uh, he can win snaps away from Mac, away from Burkhead, and any other running back on that depth chart by doing the small things. And what stood out to me during the senior bowl from Pierce was how great of a blocker he was as a running back. That matters. How quickly he picks up, up the design of the play in camp, executing his job, and honestly being more serviceable as a pass catcher than the other running backs on the depth chart. I think – it's a trust thing for Pierce. They have to trust that he's ready for those snaps and carries. And I think, like I mentioned, those first six games are critical for Pierce because that will affect how he ends off the season, uh, in my opinion. I don't think the first six games will be as crucial. First and foremost, let me say this. I'm not going into Pierce's rookie season with a lot of expectation. John, to answer your first question, is he a day one starter no, that is definitely going to Marlon Mack. Marlon Mack is looking like the guy that we used that used to kill us when he used to play for the Indianapolis Colts. From what I was able to see doing voluntary OTAs and, and a mandatory minicamp, he is looking really good. If Marlon Mack can stay healthy, then going into Pierce's rookie season, I believe he's going to be utilized more so as a third down back. You mentioned my favorite attribute of Pierce, his ability to be a pass catcher coming out of the backfield. Um, I love how you also talked about his ability to be a blocker. I'm pretty sure the Houston Texans are going to use that attribute for him on the field. Um, probably more so doing thirds downs or whatever the case might be. And when I take a look at past rookies, because Pierce might be the first rookie running back who is Coming into the situation with the Texans where they are not expected to do a lot for the organization in their first season, one, I do believe well, that's Dominic, also... Dominique Williams, was he had a lot of high expectations during his rookie year. Remember, that's when the franchise was basically getting kicked off. Yeah, he was in 2003 or 2004. I think it was in 2003, right? I want to say three. But yeah, and here's why I was getting to that. Even when you take a look at a guy like Dominique Williams... Most of those guys, especially Williams, were projected to be the day one starter. I'm not looking at Marlon. I'm not, I'm not looking at Damian Pierce like that. However, what I will say is because he's playing behind a veteran like Marlon Mack, one, I do believe we're going to get the best virgin, virgin of Pierce down the line, let's say next year or the year after. But two, and most importantly, 
I do believe in terms of what to expect out of Damian Pierce. I am going to com to I'm going to compare him to, and I know he wasn't a rookie when he played for us, Duke Johnson. The the one two backfield combo of Carlos Hyde and Duke Johnson. I do believe that is what we're going to see out of Damian Pierce and of course Marlon Mack. Mack is going to be your number one running back like Carlos Hyde was, and Duke Johnson is going to come in and give this team something, anything that they might name. The Damian Pierce, he's going to come in and do it, give this team something, especially third down. And remember, John, that first season when we had Duke Johnson here, he gave this team so much valuable. as a he was very valuable as a pass catcher coming out of the backfield backfield. And I do believe that is what the Houston Texans are going to get. So I'm not putting too much expectation on him because of Marlon Mack. However, in terms of those first six games, if Marlon Mack doesn't look like the guy he was in Indianapolis, somewhere along the line, then I would say, okay, there should be a switch where Damian Pierce should be this franchise's number one running back. But I don't think that's I don't think that's going to happen because Marlon Mack looks so doggone good. When I had an opportunity to see him early on during camp. And I do want to say this. This is from Lovey Smith said that we wanted to upgrade all of the positions, but running back was one that we thought there were some players out there that fit what we wanted to do. Continue with Marlon Mack. I'm going to say that about all our running backs, even with our rookie, we have the depth at running back positions. We need that. They would have to, they will all have their role. And I think, I think Damian Pierce will finish the season being the third on that Texans list, right mm. above Alfred Blue and Jonathan Wells for those rushing yards by a rookie running back. Pierce reminds me of Cedric Benson. Uh, if you remember who played for Levy Smith in the Bears from 2005-2007, I can see Pierce having a season in 17 games like Benson did in 2006 where he finished the season with 647 yards, 4.1 yards per carry. I think that's a great year, a great way to start off your rookie year, especially if you're not the consensus number one running back on the depth chart. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all of your betting needs and sports information. Find all of the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including this year's NHL playoffs, in Major League Baseball. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sporting wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores. BetOnline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all of your favorite sports events, including MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action because BetOnline is where the game starts. Welcome back, Locked On Texans listeners and viewers out there. Make sure you are subscribed to the Locked On Texan podcast on YouTube. Like us on Facebook as well. Listen, there's a lot of excitement around this rookie class, right, Cody? And I think that it's been a while since Houston has had a full rookie class where every pick, every player that was picked in that draft seems like that can be very valuable to the Texan, Texan success uh, for their future. And Pep Hamilton talked about what he can do with John Metchett. He said, you go back and look at what he was able to do at a high level in college football, the highest of levels hmm. playing at Alabama. You go out, 
and want to project how his skill set will translate to the NFL game. That's a big reason why he's on our in our building right now. Spending a lot of time with John Mechie when he was in high school as well. He's a high-character young man, and we expect that he'll hit the ground running whenever he's available. Listen, I don't want to talk about what does that mean for John Mechie. You know what I want to talk about, Cody? What does that mean for this offense? This is the offense that was terrible last season. I mean, multiple games where you didn't score a point, only scored three points, multiple blowouts, weren't able to keep up. The defense was bad last year, but the offense, the, the at times the defense was bad due to the offense. And the offense struggled throughout the entire year. They were unable to find a playmaker outside of Brandon Cooks. And when you look at John Metchie, because when we look at Nico Collins, Everybody is expecting a jump out of Nico Collins this upcoming season. Nico was second on the team receiving yards with right around 400 yards. Uh, There was times where he looked like he had it. There was times where he didn't look like he had it. But throughout this offseason, he's gotten quicker. He's gotten much more twitch to his game in terms of his hips and rock running ability. He looks better. So we are expecting a leap out of Nico Collins, but that doesn't mean we're expecting for him to be a playmaker. Now, when you think about playmakers on your offense, you think about guys that when they get the ball, that's the face you make. (laughs) When they get the ball, that's the face you make, and Houston desperately needs a player like that. I've said it for the longest. Bill O'Brien was not the type of head coach. And Tim Kelly as his offensive coordinator those were not the pair of coaches that you'd want for a playmaker, right? I think there's players that Houston drafted that Houston could have tremendously benefited from if they allowed that player to fulfill the X-Factor playmaker role. And hmm. John Mechie has the opportunity to not only be that, but in his career, he has an opportunity to be a either a solid uh, number one or great number two. We'll see how his skill set actually does translate to the NFL and his quarterback play matters as well. But when you hear him say, I've been around him since high school, and that's the reason why he's in our building, and he's played at the highest level in college football at Alabama under Nick Saban, he's a winner. Those are some of the traits and intangibles that you want out of a player. So when I look at a Mechie in this offense that everybody is excited to see, no, he doesn't need to get rushed back, but I see a player in year one and two with Brandon Cook still in your roster and the expected growth out of Nico Collins and maybe this offense, which is changing. Pepper Hamilton talked about that you will see the growth in the offense during the preseason. They're still laying the groundwork for that. But I see a player that can be utilized as a X-factor playmaker, which fans should get excited about. Davis Mills, if you're listening, you should get excited about this player because he can make your life and your job a whole lot easier if you're able to find him in those zones and just sit back and allow him to make a play. I love these high words from Pep Hamilton, the offensive coordinator for the first year here in Houston, and it seems like he understands his players and how they're working the offense just by speaking highly of them. You called him an X-Factor playmaker. You say one day could be a solid number one option. I'm going to take it a little bit step further. The talent of John Mechie, I do believe that he can be any team's number one option, especially once he finds his niche on the NFL level. And I think even as a rookie coming off 
the ACL injury, he still is going to be able to give this team an extra lift. Because, John, like you just mentioned, we all know Brandon Cooks is by far the only target Davis Mill had last season. Nico Collins was a hit, hit or miss. Collins, he's going to be this team's number two receiver, but I think him and John Mechie, depending on how he comes back from his ACL injury, those two guys can share that burden. And and this is what makes me excited about the, the, the Texans' rookie class and their sophomore class. All of these guys do not have, except for Davis Mills in a way, but all of these guys do not have the burden to go out there and be this team's number one wide receiver, number one running back. Just like how I mentioned for Damian Pierce in the first segment. Even when you take a look at John Mechie, and I said I could see a situation at some point this season, him and Nico Collins sharing the burden of being a number two option, that's going to help both of those guys to continue to develop in the NFL. Which means at some point, if you keep those two guys around and Brandon Cooks, he starts to get over or you depart from him or whatever or whatever the case might be, get, get older, excuse me, then that's going to give this franchise another opportunity to have a very good wide receiver duo. They had that with the D-Hop and Will Fuller era. And look, we under, I understand that it did not end it like we all hoped that it, that it would. However, even when you had D-Hop and Will Fuller, we never really saw that duo at its best because Will Fuller was always hurt. Now, you take a look at what could possibly be with those two. Plus, you are giving them an opportunity to grow together. John, as long as Davis Mills can find these guys... This offense is going to be a complete 180 from what we saw last year. Now, will that bring, you know, wins next season to the point where we're looking at, oh, my God, the Texans might be going to the playoffs? Probably not. However, my number one top priority for this organization, including the rookie class, especially someone like John Mechie, who is my favorite draft pick in this year's draft, it's just going to help with their development. And I keep saying development because that is the number one priority I want to see this organization do in terms of this rookie class and especially the second year class. And I'll say this. If there is one word that I could uh, that I can use to describe what I believe John Mechie and Nico Collins can be with one another because as of right now, they do look like the Texans' future at wide mm-hmm. receiver. Brandon Cooks is only here for two more seasons. And uh, after and, that, even, then, and even if he take a pay cut to remain here at Houston if he wants, I don't still I, – I do not see him being this team's number one option. What would that be, 2024, going into the 2024 season? <clears throat> I don't see it at least. And, 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 you, and you would look at those two receivers being the ones that are actually growing with – going through the growing pains with David Smith. So if I could think mm-hmm. of one word – for Nico Collins and for John Mechie on the field, it's compliment. I think they compliment each other. Yes, I think they when do. you look at the big bite receiver, Nico Collins, hey, man, get your ass in that red zone. Score touchdowns. That is how you're going to make your money. Big play ability, big catching play ability, coming down with the ball, 17 yards per catch. We should see games where he's averaging 15 to 20 yards per catch. John Mechie, on the other hand, he's one of those receivers that I can really see Kind, kind of like a Victor Cruz in a sense where he's going to get under you, make a guy miss, and then and now chains are moving, 
praises being sung from the from the, from the, from the stadium because <laughs> maybe he's scoring touchdowns. I like these two receivers, and I think that they have a good future together in Houston with Davis Mills and Pep Hamilton as OC. Hey, by the way, which NFL stars move the betting line the most starting July 18th? Locked on gives you the 50 most valuable players in the NFL from the odds makers at Bet Online. Available July 18th on Locked On NFL or wherever you get your podcast. Also, this episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. With their ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. Why endure this pain that we go through? We sit waiting for them to go find something in their warehouse, choosing the only brand they carry. When we have access to rockauto.com at home with our computers or this little thing right here in our pocket, save time and money when shopping with rockauto.com. Rock Auto is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. Rock Auto prices are always reliably low for every customer. Go to rockauto.com right now. See all the parts available for your car or truck. Right, locked on Texans in there. How did you hear about us, Box? So they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com. Thanks for making Locked On Texans your first listen today. Now make your second listen to the Locked On NFL podcast. Our national NFL experts and insiders keep fans dialed in with the biggest stories and the latest news from around the league because an offseason doesn't equal a break in the action. So make sure you're checking out the Locked On NFL podcast. Now, how do you feel like Zach Wilson's mother felt on Mother's Day <laughs> when he showed up to Red Lobster or wherever rich people Oh, my gosh. With, uh, with her best friend. Let's talk about that. So the national media is loving this right now out of Zach Wilson. I see the jokes, and I see that he got that dog in him. And uh, honestly – I know this is a Texan show, but honestly, I respect it. That is- you got to respect it. Hey, listen, Mom, I'm not a kid no more. And, 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 and listen, Zach Wilson, Zach Wilson is, is, is he has a Tom Brady face. Okay? <laughs> let's, let's just be honest. He has one of those faces where, you know, I can see him being a model if this NFL career don't work out. And based off last season, it probably won't if you keep playing <laughs> like that. So he can he can definitely switch careers. But uh, I, <clears throat> this, this this Zach Wilson and, and and the mama best friend and the, his best friend had his girlfriend and and now they mad at each other. But he's still sleeping with the mom's best friend. Like you got to think about the mom in this. Is she worried? Is she safe? How does she feel? Is she so, been held at night? What's going so on in New York? Why is nobody saying anything about the mom's best friend? Because if that is his mother's best friend, that means he's what? She's at least over 20 years old. Like, come on now. Is this yeah. a is this a oh, I, I'm not trying to get demonetized, but is this a age ain't nothing but a number situation? I mean, Zach Wilson is what? Come 22, on now. 21, 22, run it up, <clears throat> run it age. 23, maybe. Right, listen. And you know where I'm going when I say AJ nothing but a number. I mean, but this is why Davis Mills is going to be better because Mills wouldn't do that. 
Mills got a nice girlfriend. You know, Mills stay focused on the game, on the field. You know, and it goes back to, you know, the Houston Rockets in a way. Jalen Green got a nice girlfriend, and he's the only focus is on the court. And I say that because the last two superstars we had here in the city of Houston representing both the Texans and the Rockets, clearly their minds wasn't on the court and the field, and the one whose mind wasn't on the field, man, you know, his that that decision, man, it still, still might work out in the Texans' favor. And, 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 I, and listen, I have a theory that I don't think the Suns going to get more than 10 games. I've been seeing a lot of people say that those – Listen, I, I I am interested to see how this works out with Deshaun Watson and the Cleveland Browns. Um, I think there's a lot of there's a lot that we, we we're not we're not getting the information in terms of the public. There's also some information out there in the public we necessarily don't want to talk about that here today. But I thought we should just kind of end off with some fun. Just saying that's a that wild Zach situation, Wilson, man. Zach Wilson, uh, I may have to go ahead and get that jersey, man. Like all, all like right. all over from the girlfriend to the best <clears throat> friend to the mom's best friend. Even Zach Wilson himself, where is nobody has no type of level of respect for anybody? Wow, I mean, and I'm the only one that's like, what the what in the world is going on here? Why should this I whole story respect? does not make sense? She probably used to babysit that young man. Which which is even more crazy. So what was going on during babysitting? This is the Locked On Texan Podcast, <laughs> a part of the Locked On Podcast Network. No, thank you, guys. It's one of those slow grind days, and uh, thank you for sticking around. Shout out to Zach Wilson. I'm John. Nah, ain't no Wilson, shout out Hickman. to Zach Wilson, nothing. <laughs> Follow me on Twitter <laughs> at John underscore Hickman 12. Follow us on Twitter at uh, Locked On Texans. And again, subscribe to the Locked On Texan podcast on YouTube. Just go to the search bar, type in Locked On Texans. You'll see our ugly mugs as soon as it pops up. And as always, I'm your host, Cody Davis. Please remember to follow me on Twitter at Cody Davis underscore 24. Once again, that's Cody C-O-T-Y-D-A-V-I-S underscore 24. That little baby says, you know, got me a little worried, you know. So uh... <laughs> until next time, ladies and gentlemen, peace.